think. Act and prosper. You are now tuned into the Money Level Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Money Level Show, where we think, act, and prosper. It is Daryl Dominic, and today we're going to do just that. So today's podcast, it just kind of asks the question of why are we so angry? Why are people so angry? We have a lot of things going on in our world. Uh, People are angry about the stimulus not being higher than what it was. People are angry about the elections. People are angry about the protests, the riots that we've had. People are angry about COVID and COVID's restrictions and all of those things, and I understand what it is on the surface, but is there a underlying cause to this anger that people are feeling? You know, with the system inequality, you know, all of those different things, is there an underlying anger to what the people are feeling? So I've done a little bit of research to understand how much have wages grown or not grown. And what I've come to find is that there's two differences in wages. You have real wages and you have nominal wages. So I'm going to read the definition of real wages and the definition of nominal wages. So in this definition, it says that the nominal wage rate is the average hourly wage rate measured in current dollars. And the real wage rate is the average hourly wage rate measured in dollars of a given reference base year. So when you look at that, you see, okay, nominal wages, like we get paid more than we did, than people did in the early 1900s. I mean, if you were getting paid 25 cents an hour in 1900, um, you're getting paid a lot more than that nowadays. So that is nominal wage growth. That is in current dollars. It is measured by dollars of a given reference base year and so as money is printed the dollar loses value and i've talked to you guys a lot about that as money continuously being printed the dollar loses value and you cannot purchase as much good and services with that dollar i mean i'm sure a lot of you have had conversations with you know grandmothers or mothers where they said that uh, you could buy a piece of candy for five cents you could buy you know, a bag of chips for 50 cents, things like that. And you see that now that you cannot make that same purchase for that little amount of money. It actually takes more of what you earn. So real wages is measured in dollars of a given reference base year. So when the dollar was more valuable, say like in the 70s, the 60s, I mean, you can go back where the dollar was more valuable because the dollar has lost 96% of its value since the creation of the Federal Reserve. Um, When you go back that far, you know, your dollar could purchase more than what it can purchase now. And the rest of this definition says that the real wage rate is the quantity of goods and services that an hour's work can buy. So the real wage rate is in quantity of goods and services that an hour's work can buy can buy. So I'm going to put this a little more in perspective. So I recently read an article and this article was written by, I believe it was the Atlantic. Um, and they talk about the show, the Simpsons. 
And so The Simpsons, you know, it came out in the late 80s, early 90s. And the author of this of this article speaks about it in the sense of like how The Simpsons could afford to have a living, afford to make a living off one salary, which was Homer's and Marge was a stay at home mom, all these things. And so I'm going to read a little bit of that article uh, to you all today. So it says the most famous dysfunctional family of the 1990s television enjoyed by today's standards an almost dreamily secure existence that now seems out of reach for too many Americans. I refer, of course, to The Simpsons. Homer, a high school graduate whose union job at the nuclear power plant required little technical skill, supported a family of five, a home, a car, food, regular doctor's appointments, and enough left over at, uh, at the end of the day for plenty of beer at the local bar were all attainable on a single working class salary. So Homer could afford a house, he could afford a car, doctor's payments, uh, he could afford beer at the end of the day, uh, and his job took little technical skill, and he was able to support a family of five in this show. So that is an important um, comparison of just how life in the past years and throughout history was more attainable than it is today because of the increase in goods and services, the increase in um, you know housing, the increase in healthcare, the increase in education, all of those different things. So I'm going to read a little bit more about the article um, so that you all can get a clearer picture. Further down the article, it says adjusted for inflation, Homer's 1996 income of $25,000 would be roughly $42,000 today, about 60% of the 2019 median U.S. income. But salary aside, the world for someone like Homer Simpson is far less secure. Union membership, which protects wages and benefits for millions of workers in positions like Homer's, dropped from 14.5% in 1996 to 10.3% today. With that decline came the loss of income security and many guaranteed benefits, including health insurance and pension plans. So we see that even union jobs have their membership has decreased dramatically, has decreased over 4% uh, since the 90s. And the unions, they protect the wages of the workers. They they provide, they advocate for the workers to have good health care plans and all those different things. I'm actually a union employee working for the courts. And so this has decreased 4% since 1996. So that that is huge. And, and we're starting to see that, you know, a lot of these things that are around us could be tied to the fact that people aren't making a living. People aren't making a living. So further down the article, it says the purchasing power of Homer's paycheck, moreover, has shrunk dramatically. The median house costs 2.4 times what it did in the mid 1990s. Healthcare expenses for one person are three times what they were 25 years ago. The median tuition for a four-year college is 1.8 times what it was then. So in today's world, we're seeing that 
our wages have not really increased much because real wages have not grown since the 70s, since I believe it was 1974. Real wages have been on a decline, even though it looks like we're getting paid more than seven bucks an hour, more than six bucks an hour, all those things. But we cannot buy as much with our money as we could before. So we are losing purchasing power and people are more and more in poverty. So how are people sustaining this level of loss of purchasing power, this level of poverty, all of these things? We've seen that debt has increased dramatically since the 70s. And I'm looking at a chart right now uh, from the New York Federal Reserve However, I'm thinking about just how much debt has been accumulated. And I'm talking about consumer debt. And this debt, I believe, was supplementing the income loss. People have lost income. Wages have went down. People have lost income and people have took on a lot of debt. And I believe that this debt was to make up for the things that they couldn't afford based off their salary. Um, I mean, if the people couldn't afford a house, they took on more debt. People couldn't afford a car. They took on a car payment. People couldn't afford a uh, beer at the at the local bar like Homer. Uh, they put it on a credit card and things like that. And so that is what I'm suspecting. So looking at this chart from the New York Federal Reserve, it says that household consumer debt or, well, actually non-housing debt, so this doesn't include the actual house, but non-housing debt went from about $8 trillion in 2004, and now it is at about 14, a little over $14 trillion. And so people have supplemented their incomes with debt. And this makes you wonder, are people upset? Are people angry because wages in the United States have not grown since the 70s. And I'm talking about real wages, not nominal wages. Real wages of what an hour's worth of work, how much goods and services you can buy with that hour's worth of work has not increased since the 70s. It's actually decreased dramatically and it's continuing to decrease as the dollar is losing value and as more money is being printed you cannot buy as much goods and services as you could in the 70s. So what can we do about this? What can we do? What can you and I do about this? How can we, you know, decrease our debt, not use as much debt to supplement our income, to make up for the income that we're not receiving and things like that? How can we do that? You know, what can we do about it? You know, I personally, you know, have always advocated for, uh, silver and gold. I've always advocated for uh, stocks and uh, cryptocurrencies. I mean, Bitcoin is is up dramatically. I mean, I believe it's at they hit thirty four, thirty five thousand. So, you know, Bitcoin is up. Litecoin is up. Ethereum is up. You know, all these different things. You have to have your money working for you because your money will put you to work forever. So whenever you work for money, you have to sacrifice your time for money. Whenever money works for you, it frees up time for you to be able to live out your dreams, to be able to do what you want to do. So we have to put our money to work because right now, as it stands with inflation consistently rising, housing prices, 
the real estate, you know, the uh, medical expenses, the education, the prices of food, all those different things. These prices are increasing and our dollar is losing more and more value and we cannot purchase as much as we could as before. I mean, how many of you uh, last year went to the grocery store and you went to the grocery store and you realized like you spent a hundred dollars and you looked at what you bought and you got home and you're like, what did I buy? Like, what did I get for this hundred dollars? And you realize that you didn't really get anything. You know, that is because we are feeling the weight of our dollar losing value. So we have to store value or we can use that we can use our money to increase. We have to invest it so that it grows. And so that is all I want to talk about today. And I hope that provides some perspective as to why some people are angry in our country, why some people are feeling like the country has failed them. Um, our leaders have failed us, you know, the governments and all of that uh, stimulus packages. You know, people are unemployed. People that went to college. Um, are unable to, you know, secure employment right now. And, you know, when you think about it, there are jobs out here that are uh, very vital to the community. You know, you have commodity jobs, you know, and when I say commodity, I mean just like the basic necessities that you may have, like being an electrician. Everybody's always going to need electricity. So being an electrician seems like a more secure job than being like a historian or or getting a degree in African-American studies and things like that. Um, because a lot of people have lost their jobs and we've pushed, we had this big push and throughout our country for people to go to college, people to go to college and to accumulate thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of college debt and to get a job where they can't afford to pay that debt back because the jobs don't pay much, especially like you look at social service work, uh, things of that nature, like your jobs are not paying you that much uh, to be able to pay your college debt back. So that is what I want to end with today. I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, I'm willing to engage in discussion. So always be sure to leave, um, you know, an email or you can comment on the YouTube video when I upload this on YouTube or whatnot. You can reach me at the money level show at gmail.com. And looking forward to hearing from you guys. And so I hope that you all are having a great new year uh, to start off. If you're not having a great new year, we're still at the beginning today. Um, well, I'm actually not going to even put the date because I don't know when this episode is going to come out. <laughs> but uh, it, the new year has just begun. So uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in today to the Money Level Show. And I hope that this information was helpful. All right. Thank you all. Peace.